to All Points Unknown, you are tuned into the broadcast of Outpost 127, sending out an encouraging message on these airwaves to you, the sojourner, the misfit, and the wanderer, standing firm side by side for the faith of the gospel. Well, if you've listened to this broadcast for any length of time, you will have noticed that I often use the word misfit to describe our guests. Now, while some may take offense to this, what I what I mean by misfit is someone who's been called to share the good news of Jesus in a way that may be a little unorthodox or on the fringe or perhaps a little more underground. My next guest, Pablo Martinez, actually calls himself an underground artist. And it's here, through his colorful and whimsical art pieces, that Pablo shares his heart for Jesus with the world around him. All right. Well, welcome, everybody, into the Outpost this evening. We have another uh, fantastic conversation that we're going to have with a really good friend of mine that I've known for a number of years, Pablo, uh, who is, um, uh, well, there's a lot of things I could say about his his giftings and his abilities and his skills and, and his art. And it's one of the things I love uh, about him because he just has this, this heart for God, and then he takes that heart for God and he applies it to this this incredible art art that he he does, and we're going to talk about that tonight. So welcome. Welcome into the outpost. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Glad, Glad to be here. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Glad, Glad you're here. here. And and here with your uh, your wife, your beautiful wife is sitting here in the background as well. So yeah, thanks for, for both of you. Yeah. That, I'm glad you're both able to be here this evening. So let's just jump right in, Pablo, and, and, and kind of talk a little bit about, um, and, and I think uh, you and I have talked a, a little bit about what this conversation and what this uh, broadcast is all about to encourage people out there who are using their skills and their giftings and their abilities um, for the gospel. And maybe sometimes they don't think that what they do is all that important. And so um, I just like to begin our conversation tonight by hearing about your faith journey. Um, did you grow up in church or maybe come to faith later in life? Um, what does that journey look like for you? Well, uh, as I was growing up, I grew up in a, in a household with uh, my mom and dad. They would take us to church uh, every Sunday morning. Mm, mm. And was that then, here in San Antonio? Or? Yes, okay. San Antonio. Yeah. In yeah. fact, uh, we lived on the south side, and we would okay. go to a church, a little church on the near west side. Actually, not far from where uh, Christina grew up as well. But okay. we didn't. our paths didn't cross until... Years later, huh? But uh, my parents would take us to church on Sunday morning, and then I recall they would take us to church on Sunday evening, and <laughs> then as I got older, it was uh, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and then in the middle of the week. Mm. And so uh, we were going there quite a bit. And so uh, I remember one time that uh, uh, I went to the kitchen. And because my mom always made supper uh -huh. and uh, I looked and there was no supper. <laughs> and I looked at her and said, Mom, uh, where's, where's supper? She says, uh, we're going to go to churches. <laughs> I said, churches? Uh -huh. Why? Uh -huh. We go there Sunday morning, <laughs> Sunday evening in the middle of the week. And now we're going again? <laughs> no more. No more. And then uh, I realized uh, uh, I was in error when I had to. <laughs> 
the little two piece fried chicken box in front of me. <laughs> So, Which so, churches started right here in San Antonio? Yeah. They founded here in San Antonio. Churches Chicken. Yeah, the that's point hilarious. Of that, the point of that story is that uh, even though I grew up going to church, mm. sometimes you don't always want to go there. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I came to know the Lord when I was about uh, a senior in high school. Okay, and that's where I, I met the Lord and and started my faith journey. Mm. And so. Uh, through the years as I've continued to walk with the Lord, with Jesus as my Savior, uh, you know, we've gone through all sorts of things in life. And so the journey doesn't get easier. Mm. However, it gets more clear. Mm. Mm. And, Good. and I've figured that out. I've, I've come to notice that the path gets more clear. Yeah. Not smooth, mm. but clear. That's great. Yeah. True that. As we, uh, it's, it, uh, the word that comes to mind when you say clear is wisdom. I think when we're young, sometimes we think it's about being smart. I think as we get older, it becomes about being wise in the way we approach things and think about things. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Love that. Because uh, through the years, uh, you know, you may have gone through a struggle or what you thought was a struggle. And then uh, 10, 20, 30 years, you look back and say, oh, there was mm. a reason for that particular episode in life. Yeah. So, Amen. That's great. Thank you. Well, um, I kind of mentioned a while ago, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, about uh, your artwork. And so I want to jump into that. I want, I'd love for you to tell us about your, your art. Uh, what kinds of mediums do you typically work with? Tell us about the pieces and, and if you have um, any favorites that you particularly have. Sure. Uh, as a kid, um, I, I read a lot of comics hmm. uh, growing up. Uh, my mom would read me the comics until she said, yeah, you got to read on your own. You got to learn how to read. Huh. So uh, I'd read the, the the comics that came in the paper, Broomhilda, Tiger, graduated to Dilbert and the Fusco brothers later. But hmm. it was in high school that uh, I was drawing with a pen and ink. And my brother, he looked at it and says, oh, you're, you're doing pen and ink type work. And so it was black and white. Hmm. And so... That was pretty simplistic. But during that time, I encountered uh, the underground comics. Okay. Coming out of the uh, drug and rock and roll and mm. hippie scene, mm. you know, from, you know, the West Coast and mm -hmm. what have you. And so uh, as I encountered those types of comics, those cartoonists, I mean, they were outrageous and crazy. And it was all pen and ink and black and white. And so I was heavily influenced by the drawings of, you know, Mr. Natural, which was R. Crumb, and then uh, the fabulous Furry Freak brother, uh, Gilbert Shelton, and then you had Spain Rodriguez. And anyway, uh, as I started to grow a little bit older and I ventured into college, uh, then I encountered or discovered the Cubist movement. Okay. Uh, Picasso mm -hmm. rock. And, mm -hmm. and so... Um, I took influence from there, from that as well. Also, Henry Rousseau, or Rousseau and uh, the famous uh, Sleeping Gypsy. And he has a phenomenal way of working with colors. I mean, you can probably find, huh. you know, 200 shades of green all within one painting. Hmm. But he was kind of cartoonish hmm. if you looked at it. And so were the Cubists. And so I think that was the draw. And so um, as... I started to develop more of the mediums. Uh, they kind of fell into three categories. One was 
the comic strips were were black and white. And so I developed some characters from that. And then also oil paintings. Hmm. So uh, I don't do acrylic, but I like the oils. And so, uh, and then also I would uh, use found objects or reuse objects or maybe what they call mixed media. Okay. And so uh, the black and white uh, drawings, if you look at them, uh, they're reminiscent of the 70s uh, underground style. Okay. And so, <laughs> and if you look at the oils, then you'll find cubism in there as well. And so, um, one of the approaches to the oils is that um, I, I don't use the canvas. Okay. Uh, what I do is uh, I paint on doors. Mm. Mm. So, when the city sends you the notice to put out your bulky items, you know, on the curb, mm-hmm. uh, you drive by and there's always a remodel job going on <laughs> and you find doors. Okay. Sure. Uh, the solid ones that usually the pocket doors, they're, they're smooth. And so I collect them. Hmm. And so I'll cut them in half, sand them down and uh, put some gesso and then use those as you know, the canvas. As your canvas. Yeah. As your canvas. <clears throat> Is there any particular reason why doors specifically or, or is it that that's just the thing that you're kind of drawn to? Well, aside from being cheap, <laughs> uh, uh, I started out with buying canvases yeah. and, uh, and sometimes the frames would work. Mm-hmm. And so, like, how do you deal with that? Yeah. Whereas the door, it's already been weathered, and so it's aged, and it's pretty much in its state. Gotcha. Yeah. So I use the doors. It's great. And uh, so that's the, you know, part of the the story behind the the oils. And so, in fact, uh, when you come in, and if you ever seen an exhibit of mine, Mm. uh, if you look on the edge, you can see the notch Mm. where the hinge was. Mm. That's yeah. And I have, I, I got an opportunity, first of all, to, to, we're going to um, take an opportunity to make sure that we uh, provide some, some photos and some things of, of some of your artwork so people can, can see um, exactly what we're talking about. Cause I know we're talking about some really cool stuff here and it's hard to visualize unless you actually see it, but it is true. Pablo uses uh, lots of uh, colors and uh, I've seen your um, black and white, drawings and just amazing really amazing work i mean really really beautiful work and got an opportunity to go and see one of your uh your shows and um you had not just if i remember correctly not just doors that you had done some pieces on uh maybe some other um things that maybe you had done some pieces on as well maybe those i guess those are the found objects that you were talking about yes uh, on the found objects uh what i like to use is drawers mm. So I'll go to the Habitat for Humanity and pick up drawers because they're a natural frame. Okay. And then you insert in glass or beads or corks or uh, wire, thread, yeah, color, paint, whatever, mm-hmm. to make your piece. And so I love I love that idea of new things or um, things that are found that are made sort of new and artistic again and beautiful again. Right. I think that's a an amazing story uh, as part of that. Tell us about the inspiration and the stories behind some of your pieces. Well, um, as I said, I, I took an interest in drawing at a young age, but uh, 
as, as I uh, got older and went through uh, some of the college art courses and what have you, uh, I, I took some some classes there. But uh, I'd have to use the year the year two thousand as a dividing point. Okay. Okay, because prior to year two thousand, um, you know, there was yeah, there was a lot of work, not a lot of substance in it. Mm. Okay. Mm. And so in the 1990s, I started to have this conversation with myself. Mm. And I would tell myself, I said, well, if, you know, I want to do something different with the art. I'm not quite sure, but I want somehow to relate it back to scripture, mm. somehow to, to the Lord. What, what the Lord God has done or what he's doing, what is he saying through the word, you know, something that I just really didn't have a concrete idea. Actually, I didn't pray about it. Hmm. I didn't consult with anybody. I just had this conversation with myself. Hmm. And then in the year 2000, things happened. Well, obviously, it was Y2K. Hmm. Our daughter was born that year. We had moved. And uh, it was in the fall of 2000. And uh, my wife was going through the mail. And she pulls out a letter and, and I'm sitting on the couch, sipping on a beer and, and after work and, she, and she's going through the mail and says, uh, who do you know at the U.S. Embassy? I said, I know, I don't know anybody at the <laughs> U.S. Embassy. She said, well, then you better read this. Yeah. So I opened it and it was from the U.S. Ambassador uh, stationed in Nassau. Hmm. And apparently he was a Texan. Huh. And somehow he found us, found me, and uh, he was from Texas, and he was soliciting Texas artists if you know we would consider contributing a piece of artwork to the U.S. Embassy. And so, at that point, I realized, well, that's the Lord kicking me in the butt. Mm. You know, mm. like enough talk, get to work. Yeah. And so uh, I ran out, uh, bought a, a canvas and some oils, and I put the abstract piece together, and I titled it uh, Semilla de Mostaza, you know, the mustard seed. Mm. And I uh, finished it and shipped it off, and then I thought, this is crazy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know anything. I don't know anybody. Uh, maybe it's a, a joke or something. But no, about three months later, I got another letter same guy, same letterhead, and he thanked me for the piece, and he said it's on display for a time. Wow. And uh, that's how it started. Wow, wow. So uh, at that point, that's when I started to get serious, and so I bought canvases and oils and, and started uh, painting uh, uh, picture scenes from uh, scripture, like the, the, the dog under the table about the story mm. of the the woman who's harassing Jesus and his disciples and and for him to cure her daughter and he's like not even paying attention to her and she just you know dogs and dogs and mm -hmm. you know you know pay attention to me and finally you know he does he says well it's not right to take the bread from the children and toss it to the dogs and she said yeah but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the table and so so if you look at the painting it's a dog under the table, mm, you know. Mm, so, mm. so when someone comes by and if they see like a, a particular piece of artwork, 
There's more to it than a dog. Sure. Or yeah. a woman standing in the field. Yeah. Or a guy, you know, doing this or that. And so it, there's a story behind. It. Pretty power. Yeah, a pretty powerful story behind it. There, there is a um, there's a pretty dynamic art scene in San Antonio, right? Um, are you kind of do you know other artists in San Antonio? Do you ever collaborate with anybody or have conversations with them, or do they say anything about your art? Yes. Uh, in, in fact, my wife's uh, cousin. Uh, he goes by the name of Mars Vianuela, uh, and he. He uh, is active in the West Side, and he's invited me to some to participate in some of the events that he would be in. Okay. And so, yeah, um, yeah uh, he's very colorful. You know, he's, he's got his uh, niche, uh, what he does. Okay. And so, yes, uh, there's a, you know, not collaboration, but at least we know some others. Sure. Yeah, I, I love that. I, it's one of the things about San Antonio. I'm not, not born and raised here, um, but I've lived here now um, for almost 30 years. Um, it's just one of the things I love, love about our community is that sort of that, that vibrant art scene. Um, and a lot of the artists use a lot of the colors <laughs> of the spectrum, which I, which I love. Another piece I had, uh, was a, a mixed media piece. Um, it was on display at, uh, one of the libraries. Mm. And, um, then one day I get a call at work and, uh, there was some lady and she, tracked me down because she saw an art piece and she wanted to buy it huh. and uh, the background of the art piece was a lot of wine corks and and uh it's titled the uh, vino viejo and the clicker was that she wanted that piece for her house in france ah, and gotcha. i thought i can't let this one go by <laughs> and so the big worry was what the price of that not to scare her away but you know not to you know do some justice so sure. anyway uh so, so those were some of the highlights of, yeah. of, of, of uh, this journey yeah. in art. Um, so those are some of the inspirations for like the oils. Mm -hmm. uh, getting to the black and white drawings, uh, there's a strip that I dabble in and I, I put out every now and then. It's called Bohemians del Barrio. And uh, there's four main characters in, in the strip. Uh, there's a... The, my main character, which is Madman Mozart, uh, he, w when I was uh, in high school and doing pen and ink drawings, uh, one day he just fell out of the pen. Huh. And so I've kept him ever since. And uh, so he's like this uh, uh, smart alecky guy, smart, sharp, a uh, lot of wisdom, street knowledge. Okay. Um, and so his best friend is a street minister named uh, brother roscoe and then there's a, a couple in there uh, a young couple uh zechariah zippolino and his uh katrina and so those are the four main characters but the strip is black and white if you look at it uh it, it's reminiscent of the, again of the underground styles and uh the issues in that particular strip are like current events social and political things going on religion a mm -hmm. lot of that mm -hmm. uh, but in a subtle way they're all tied to uh like revelation mm. and mm. even daniel because uh i guess i would consider myself an apocalyptic theme type of artist okay and so i do believe we are living in end times mm -hmm. and so everything that's going on whether it's in the market 
or the economy or the weather or the politics. You know, it's all leading to some big event uh, towards the end. Yeah. And so that type of strip is just to kind of point in that direction. Kind of the commentary on the day yes. of, of how and where we're headed yes. and how you can see it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. And then uh, recently, at the end of last year, 2022, I uh, came up with a, another character. Well, actually, it's a, he's a contemporary Christ-like figure and called Jesu Mazi. And so that character is, uh, that strip is to illustrate the life of Jesus Christ, hmm. uh, but just in a contemporary form. Hmm. And so in the strip, you'll see him driving out demons, uh, you see him... Uh, having supper at the at Levi's house and the religious leaders are looking and you know scorning him and or he, he's there when the woman caught in adultery and he's put on the spot and the feeding of the 5000 and so uh it's black and white but there's more color there's yeah. color in this ah, one gotcha yeah and then uh the oil on on wood uh, uh also I'm working on this series and it's based on a First Kings, eleven three, which is uh, King Solomon. And so Solomon he had uh, seven hundred wives and three hundred concubines. Now the Lord had told the Israelites, you know, not to be mingling mm -hmm. uh, with foreign women, and so, but he took 700 wives hmm. they were all of noble birth, but still mm -hmm. they were all foreigners mm -hmm. because the warning was that you know, he would be led astray, mm -hmm. but he took it upon himself to disobey. Mm -hmm. And so the series that I'm working on is it's concubines. Mm. So, huh. so I've, I've got concubine number one, number two, number three, four, I'm up to 12. Okay. Uh, and those are on smaller canvas. I'm using canvas this time okay. and they're, cubist type uh, females, a lot of nudes. Uh -huh. And so it's the work is not to point to nudity or anything like that, but it's just to point that uh, to the to the, the king had concubine. Sure. And so I believe that uh, at some point hoping that this series would inspire a minister to use as a as a message and the punchline would be what leads you astray. Huh. You know? That's good. And I've seen those. And now it's so great to um, know the story behind them because I've seen you putting those out and you've labeled them one and two. And I've been like, okay, what is one and two and three? And so, well, yeah, I'm up to so 12, great. So okay. I just, you know, I can, yeah. can go up to 300. <laughs> wow. uh, you got room enough in your house <laughs> for all those. <laughs> and then uh, mixed media pieces. I did a series also of, uh, with, uh, instruments. Okay. Uh, mm. uh, the weedle and the shaker and the, the genre bells and all this with beads and glass and all this. And so uh, that's a, that series is called uh, Make a Joyful Noise. Huh. You know? Wow. So. I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Wow. And, and again, I've, 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 those that are listening, I've told you the creativity um, that Pablo has and just in terms of the pieces he uses and the thought process he has he comes at everything from a, a, a different perspective and i and i really love that uh, about him real, uh, real quick and i just thought about this do you um when you're putting pieces together do you read uh, a scripture verse and then the lord kind of 
gives you a thought about a, an art piece out of that? Um, or uh, do you already kind of know the art piece that you're going to do? Is there a chicken and egg kind of thing or just depends? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. So, sometimes there's a, a verse in my head and it'll inspire an image or sometimes I have an image in my head and mm. I find a verse to fit it. Gotcha. And so, okay. Yeah. I want, I wondered about that after I've seen, you know, seen some of the pieces. So, um, what, what do you hope people walk away with after they've, uh, actually encountered, uh, your artwork? Oh, uh, well, let's see. If I answer that by talking about the doors, if you look at the doors, um, you might see an, an animal, you might see a human figure, you might see some object, what have you. And so the storyline is going to be, always be different. But I believe that uh, I would like for them to know or a viewer to realize that it's painted on a door. Hmm. You see that door that is painted on uh, was no longer wanted. Uh, it was discarded. Uh, it wasn't welcome. It's lived its purpose. Uh, we don't need it anymore. So you kick it out to the curb. It's destined for the garbage. And then we pick it up. And we clean it up. And we give it a new purpose. And a new life. And that's what Jesus does takes us broken discarded unwanted scarred and he cleans us up and gives us a new purpose a new life and that's what i like people to take away from this wow yeah. wow <clears throat> that's yeah that's amazing did not know that uh ahead of time um that's kind of what i was earlier i was saying why why the door and there's there's exactly why um, and, and why you like to find the ones that have been discarded and out on the side of the trash because <laughs> it even makes for a more powerful um, story and more powerful experience when people um, come to experience. And I, and I say experience your art, um, not just view it. I, I think when I look at your artwork and when I, when I went to that gallery that time and, and walked through there and I spent a pretty good while, um, I felt like I was experiencing your artwork. Like I'd look at the piece and I'd have to think about what it was. And then I'd look at, you know, the story that you had. And then I think about the Bible story and the connection there. And it was more of just not just going, wow, that's a pretty piece and, and moving on. There was a, definitely a deeper meaning. And I think, of course, for Christians, I think who know the Bible and understand those stories, I think obviously there's that connection there um, for sure. Um, and, and I also love the fact that you, you title them in Spanish, right? Because that's who you are. That's your culture. That's your San Antonio upbringing and background. I think it just is so, that's the other powerful part about that. Um, we were looking at a, an owl that you had posted, uh, but you didn't say owl. You, you, and I don't even know how to pronounce it in Spanish. Yeah, there you go. And we were having a debate. My, my wife and, and daughter and I were, well, 
is, does that mean owl? And so we went and looked it up and, but you also had put the, um, the Psalm on there. Mm -hmm. And so then we went to the Psalm and we read the Psalm together and we saw where the owl was, was in there. And I thought, well, that's almost like moving us into a Bible study. Right. right. And it started with the art piece, right. Uh, right. which was really a powerful, powerful thing to experience and not just um, to view. I'm sure it's been difficult um, listening to this broadcast without actually seeing Pablo's work. So as we come to the last part of the interview, I wanted to let you know that you can see his art pieces in a number of different ways. First, you can check them out on his Facebook page, which I've included the link in the show notes. You can also find them on our Outpost 127 Facebook page, or you can see him in person at an upcoming exhibit on April the 1st, 2023, right here in San Antonio. Well, let's get back to the end of this interview, beginning with some thoughts from Christina Martinez, Pablo's wife, who also joined us in the outpost. Christina, you were just you were just saying um, about how it, it's uh, Pablo's art is is it's more than art; it's a ministry yes, in the uh, community. Yes, that's what I've seen when uh, he holds. We have um, we have photo places where he exhibits his art. And sometimes they're like like they're outside and, and it's more of a very festive uh, environment where I, I, I don't want to say a lot of people don't go to church, but maybe they don't, mm -hmm. you know. So when they come and look at, at, at Pablo's uh, art, they'll look at it and, and they, they'll, they'll, they'll like it. And then my husband will go and, and explain the art piece to them and minister the, to them at the same time because of, you know, the scripture, how it's scripture based. Mm -hmm. so, and I think it's a ministry that, yeah. that do people that maybe don't go to church or maybe haven't gone in a long time. 100%. Make yeah. them even think think about the Bible. Maybe they've heard a story. Now they're looking at a piece from a different perspective that they've yes. never thought about before. And again, it makes them curious about about things. I right. uh, love that. Do you, do you have a favorite Bible verse or story? And do you have it represented in any of your pieces? Uh, favorite Bible verse? Um Yes, yes, I do. And um, it's where Jesus is sending out his his disciples, his followers, out to go minister. Mm. And he's telling them, I'm sending you out like the sheep amongst the wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents, but blameless as doves. And I love that mm. because... God doesn't want us to be ignorant. He wants us to be wise. We have to be wiser than our adversary yeah. if we can, mm -hmm. because we got to watch out for him. And so it's almost like you're always on alert, and you have to be careful with that. Yeah. And so when you present whatever it is you're doing, whatever it is you're saying, uh, you have to be ready. And so you want to be able to be that light mm. in this dark world. You want to be that word of comfort, you know, in an ocean of bad uh, stories and vibes and what have you. You want to be something positive. And so that's why. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's my favorite verse. Yes. 
Yeah, so great. Um, and that, you know, that's the essence of, for those that, that listen to uh, Outpost 127, that is the essence of, of this broadcast. It, it comes from Philippians 127, um, uh, talking about sharing the gospel, but standing firm side by side for the faith of the gospel. And I love that, right? Standing firm side by side, not by yourself, but side by side yes. for the faith of the gospel. And I, I, you know, I felt, and I, I was sharing this with you a couple of days ago that I felt like there, there are so many people out there who are artists, who are teachers, who are, um, who work in banks, who are mechanics, whatever it is. And they have a ministry, they have a mission where they're at. They have an opportunity. They, they have the Holy spirit in them and they have the truth of the gospel. Um, and so wherever they go, they are there to stand firm for the faith of the gospel. And yet, unfortunately, I think what we do a lot of times in society is we diminish that ministry because we lift up, you know, the, the, the folks who are um, the pastors and, and the, the, the big ministry leaders. Nothing wrong with being a pastor. I mean, I, I was for one for, for a number of years, but, but that's what this broadcast does is to try to encourage those who are standing on the front lines of the gospel ministry, no matter where they are. So for those struggling artists out there, who perhaps don't see their gifts as something that can be used to glorify God and to share the gospel, what encouragement would you want to give them right now? Well, as believers, uh, we all have to understand that God has given each one of us a certain capacity. Hmm. Uh, he's given each one a capacity. You may have the capacity of an artist or a writer or a teacher or an attorney, what have you. Uh, God has given each one of us a voice. That voice may be music or poetry. Um, I would say, and I'm sharing this from uh, uh, Pastor Doug from this past Sunday, is uh, don't follow trends, follow the truth. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah it's good. And so I would say to those artists who 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 are listening that follow your passion. I mean, cause you may be an artist, hmm. you may be a poet or a writer, you may be a musician, or maybe you're in the trades hmm. or you have a professional occupation. It doesn't matter. God has given you that capacity. And so it's like, say you're a bricklayer. Yeah. You know, God gave you that ability to be a bricklayer hmm. and, you, and you build brick walls. So if you imagine all the bricklayers that were believers in ages past and the bricklayers today and the bricklayers in the future to come, when we all get to heaven, hmm. you're going to see this big brick wall around the new Jerusalem. Hmm. Hmm. And wouldn't it be something of the Lord or one of the angels takes that brick layer and takes them to the section and says, this is the section you built. Wow. wow. Along with the other brick layers from before you and after you. Yeah. It's really good. What a powerful thought. Yeah. I, I always think about, I, I love that. I always think about like if, if we would just um, all of us understand that where God is planted us and placed us right now, right? That, that we are the church, 
We don't go to church. We are the church, wherever he has planted us, and that we would stand firm for the gospel and we would love people around us and share with them the truth of, of Jesus, how powerful we would be, how remarkable the change we would see, I think, in, in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amen. Right. Yeah. Um, if we would just realize that that's in us. And so uh, people listening wanted to see your artwork. Uh, where might they be able to find it? You have some upcoming shows and things. I think right now, uh, if uh, you send me, if if you go to my Facebook wall, okay, uh, you can look in there and you'll find post uh, the comic strips, yeah. the Bohemian with the Barrio, Jesu uh, Mazi. You'll find paintings, and, and it's in there. Uh, I do have an exhibit coming up. Um, this was originally supposed to have happened back in December, but at the last moment, 24 hours before huh. it was canceled. Okay. And so it's being rescheduled for, uh, April 1st, Saturday, April 1st. And it's at a place called Oscar de la Tienda. And so it's on the corner. It's by Saks. So it's on the corner of uh, North Florida's and Russell. So here in San Antonio. In San yeah. Antonio. Mm-hmm. And so uh, by mid of March, uh, I'm going to go back and verify that yeah. it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> sure, sure. And if 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 it's the go, because I already confirmed the date. Okay. Then I'll put a notice on Facebook, and and so that's one way. And so that's the the latest one that I have on schedule. Okay. Right now. Great. I am going to place, uh, like I said, I'm going to place that link uh, to your Facebook profile, probably in the show notes. So those of you who are wanting to see what those look like, you can click on the show notes and you can find that link and uh, you can go straight to his Facebook page and, and you can look at that. I'm also going to be one that is going to encourage you <laughs> to um, at some point uh, have your own web page or your own YouTube page or something, because, um, I, I do think that the world needs to see more of the world needs to see the, the work that you have done. And, um, uh, so I'm, I'm going to be that encouragement in your life or that, or that thorn in your life, whichever one you want to see. So, well, actually you may be, uh, exactly what I'm looking for mm. because, uh, I sense that a, a season is changing from for myself hmm. within the next few years. And so uh, the next season, which I see yeah. would be exactly that a okay. website yeah, uh, where it would have all the artwork on their drawings, cartoons, paintings, all that, all the stories. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, be able to sell <clears throat> from there. Um, and, and, to spend more time doing that. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's probably within the next two years okay. out. Yeah. Okay. okay. Because uh, I, I do sense that season changing. Yeah. And so, um, you know, going back, uh, and the whole reason is because I'm looking to retire. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm looking to retire. Sure. Yeah. And, absolutely. And spend more time doing art. Right. Now, mm, I love that. You know, just to step back for a moment, uh, when I was young, just starting out uh, exploring uh, this talent, Mm. I guess, talent, uh, I wanted to do that. But uh, it's like, no, 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 you got to go study something that's going to make you a living, Mm. go do something 
constructive with your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. I followed that path. Yeah. And so looking back, uh, I spent, you know, three decades plus uh, doing a lot of writing, speaking to audiences, conveying a complicated message into a, a short format to explain something, hmm. take something complicated and explain it to a general audience. Mm -hmm. And so what I realized is that that was the Lord been preparing me for this because I don't want to be too wordy in the comic strips. Yeah. I want to get yeah. right to the punchline mm. as quick as possible. And so also with the art or whatever, whatever message that we're conveying yeah. in terms of scripture. And so that's why I'd say that I, I sense this season it's going to change and a website is definitely in the future. And I've been thinking about godly men to surround myself with. And you're the mm. first one that mm. came to my mind yeah, to wow. encourage Praise me, yeah. guide me through the technical parts yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And so, yes. Well, I would love to be a part of that, that adventure, that journey for sure. Uh, I am uh, a, big fan and I am a fan of, uh, you know, I, I, I love your heart for Jesus. I love your heart for teaching. I love your heart for, uh, for people. Uh, but I'm a fan of, of your artwork. And, um, you know, I, I think, um, everybody likes different types of artwork, right. And, you know, and some people may look at it and just go, I, I don't know that I get it. I look at it and I just get it. Like I just, I, it puts a smile on my face almost every time I see something that you've, you've put out. And especially now that I know concubine one, two, three, four, <laughs> now I understand the story behind that. Um, but I'm, I'm a big fan. And so I would, yeah, I would love to be a part of that journey and, and to help you out uh, however I can. Cause I, I, I want the world to be able to experience and see, especially outside of San Antonio, to be able to see the, the work um, the vision uh, uh, that God has put on your heart and how that that comes out. So uh, this was an opportunity to do that tonight, right? Just to have you in here in, in the outpost and just to have a conversation with you. And I want to thank Christina, you and, and Pablo both for being here this evening. It's thank just you. a joy, honest joy to have y'all here and, and to have this conversation. And and so uh, we'll uh, we'll regroup at another time and, and have maybe another conversation at another time. So oh, this has been excellent. Thank you so Good. much. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Thank you all so much.